0: 是 <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Guggenheim. Week 11. Man, we are barreling down to the end of this college football season. So make sure you like, follow, subscribe. Make sure you pay attention uh, to when podcasts are going to be dropped over the next few weeks. I'll give you a little bit more info about that. But we got some exciting weeks. The last three weeks of the regular season coming up. Really excited about this. We're going to do power rankings and top 10, and then after the break, we're going to talk about the the picks for this week. Really exciting times. Really exciting times. Uh, a lot of intrigue, especially in the Big Ten, as there's two two teams in the conference that really have a lot on the line in terms of national the national picture. And then the entire West, I mean, five out of the seven teams really have uh, – some sort of path into the Big Ten championship game, so make sure you don't miss it. Uh, excited to uh, to to bring some content to you guys over the next few weeks. We're gonna we're, I'm gonna start with my power rankings and top ten, and I'll start with the Big Ten power rankings. I feel like the bottom has stayed the same for a long time: Northwestern, Indiana, Rutgers, Nebraska they they've really all been on losing streaks uh you know Indiana got blasted Rutgers got blasted they they stayed with Michigan for a half and you saw the potential i think with Gavin Wimzat but still they're just not there yet um and then Nebraska uh, at 11 has has kind of lost the momentum any momentum they had uh with the hiring of Mickey or the not the hiring the the interim coach uh, with Mickey Joseph and, and and all that, so there those four have been pretty consistent. Number ten, it's interesting. Number ten through number seven was kind of hard to organize for me, and then six six and five was pretty. I feel like the top four was easy, and the bottom four were easy. But everything in the middle felt very, very odd. So I'll start with ten. I've got Michigan State, but I, I will say this: Michigan State has some opportunity here to rise over the next few weeks. I, 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 you know, after what they did this past week to Illinois, who I think Illinois is really good, they get Rutgers, they get Indiana. I would not have thought Michigan State could get bowl eligible. But I think, you know, they get Rutgers and Indiana both at home and, you know, Xavier Henderson, uh, uh, yeah, Xavier Henderson comes back, came back last week. Jacob Slade came back. Uh, someone had posted on my Twitter about that and I totally missed that. So whoever, I, I'm forgetting your name and I'm sorry I didn't, I didn't put you in my notes to to give you, to give you props, but uh, that was a great, great call by you. Michigan state is probably going to go bowling and that's, I mean, if, if Mel Tucker can get the Spartans to six and six, that's a win for them. And I know, you know, people have been giving, giving Mel Tucker a tough time. I, I gave him a tough time, especially for just the way that uh, he handled the Michigan situation. And I, you know, I gave him a hard time, certainly not, as hard of a time as others, but I, I do think they're on the upswing. I think they actually have some room to climb where I think that has not been my, my mindset. Uh, I think the opposite is true of my number nine team, which is Purdue. Big game, like Purdue really has a chance to get themselves back into the West conversation. They play Illinois, but that game is at Illinois. And they Aiden O'Connell has really struggled over the past few weeks. You know they struggled like you know, they got blown out by Iowa this past week. They had a tough time containing Iowa's offense, which that's not very good. I've got Minnesota at eight. Uh, again, I'm not sure what's going on with the quarterback position. I think Tanner Morgan, he was out. Mo Ibrahim, though, has been great for them. You know, 1,083 yards, 15 touchdowns. And Kalia Kamanis came in in relief of Tanner Morgan last week and played somewhat well. So I think, again, I, I think Minnesota is – is they have a chance to get in there. But right now I, I've got them rated a little lower. Maryland, I have at seven. Uh, Maryland has a big game against Penn State, which I think really will determine if this season is a success or a failure, if if I'm honest. I I thought Maryland could get to eight and four and maybe nine and three. They're staring down the barrel of maybe seven and five or six and six now. And I I just don't know what's going on with their consistency. But the big game at Penn State, We'll talk about them in a minute. Number six, I have Iowa. And number five, I have Wisconsin. Where I have those two teams rated is not indicative of where they're maybe going to end up, which I'll talk about when I make my picks. But right now, I, I think I trust Wisconsin's offense a little bit more than Iowa's. And I trust Iowa's defense more than I trust Wisconsin's. And I think on a neutral field, I'd probably pick Wisconsin to win. That should give you a hint of where I'm going. But I've got Iowa, six, Wisconsin, five. In general, it's just a mess. It's a mess because Wisconsin and Iowa are both five and four. They're both five and four. But I I think, you know, Wisconsin just beat Maryland. And so even though Maryland's six and three, I'm not going to put Maryland above Wisconsin. Uh, you know, Wisconsin beat the breaks off of Purdue. I know the score wasn't as as indicative as as that game uh how that game unfolded, but I mean they they it was 35-10. So, I I think Wisconsin and Iowa are stronger on the lines. I think they have they've kind of figured things out. And so their records are not going to be as good, but I think I don't know if teams are going to want to play them in, during in bowl season. And I think more and more we are seeing that Wisconsin made the right move in getting rid of Crist. Jim Leonard, you know, he's going to be inconsistent coming in early, early, but I think that's been good. I think Iowa, I don't think it's, I don't think they're great, but I think they're figuring things out. I think the line is starting to solidify. I think we're remembering, okay, Spencer Petrus. he's not great. He's not a great quarterback. He's not a good quarterback, But he's also not bad. Like, he's not – I don't want to say he's not bad. He's had some really bad moments. But when he has protection, when he has time, he can be effective. So I think Iowa is starting to get things figured out. Illinois is at four. I think they're very firmly in the four spot. I think if they beat Purdue – they they would pretty much clinch the West. I know they would still have to play Northwestern, and they play they play Michigan. But Illinois would then, if they beat Purdue, they have the tiebreaker over all the West because their their only losses then would be to Big Ten East teams, and everyone has at least three losses in the Big Ten at this point. So I've got Illinois at at four big game against Purdue the top 3 Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. Again, I don't I don't think it's I, I don't think it's hard. I think probably the biggest difficulty is who do you rank? You know, do you rank Ohio State over Michigan or Michigan over Ohio State? I think there's a strong argument for Ohio State in their resume because the the win over Notre Dame looks really good right now. It looks and it looks a lot better than anything Michigan played in the non-conference. But right now Michigan looks Looks better, so I I'm putting Michigan at number one. I think their run game has been dynamic. Uh, they have done what they should do to lesser teams, which is blow them out. So, and you know, I get Ohio State played in a vortex last week. They they should be able to run on Northwestern, and they couldn't, and that's that's very concerning to me. So, that's those are my power rankings. Let me give you my top ten. I'm going to start at number 10 with Penn state and a big reason why I I don't have Bama. I don't have Clemson. I have Penn state. Here's why. And, And it may be a little slim, but if you look at Penn state, Penn state's win over Auburn, they went to Auburn, beat them 41 to 12, dominated them. Auburn, Lost to LSU by four, at home, they went to Georgia and lost forty-two to ten. So that's a very similar score. They they went to Ole Miss and lost by fourteen. They went or they hosted Arkansas, lost by two scores, and they went to Mississippi State and lost in overtime. The only team that has dominated Auburn. Other than Penn State was Georgia, and Penn State I think at times has looked really really good at other times I feel like they've looked a, a bit mediocre but right now you know looking at Alabama, looking at even LSU looking at at Clem, I at mean, Clemson's not Clemson was fool's gold. The, like the entire time. I did not think that they were uh, I didn't I, I thought if they got to the playoff they would get crushed by anybody that they played uh, including TCU uh, including Michigan including Ohio State. I think Penn State but you know I think Bama has Bama has really struggled like they've been in one score games four times. And two two of those games have have not been in great circumstances. One was to Texas with a backup quarterback. The other one was uh, to to Texas A and M, who just stinks. Like they're not they're not good. And so I I just and then LS you know LSU I think is really good. I'm not sure I have LSU rated higher just because of the wins. But like I think Penn State LSU would be a really intriguing matchup. I think Penn State Bama would be a really intriguing matchup this year because I think that secondary would be really good uh, against a, a team like Alabama. Um. Yeah. So I. I mean. I just think I. I look at Penn State and what they have, how they've played other elite teams. Granted, they they got beat up by by Michigan, but the way that they, they competed with Ohio state, I thought was really impressive. You know, they, they came out and just whooped on Indiana, which I know Indiana's not great, but that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do that to, to, to lesser teams. Um, so I, I'm, I'm very high on Penn state. Uh, I've got USC nine and UCLA eight LSU with the big win over Alabama. I have them at seven. Number six, I have Oregon. Oregon has looked really, really good since their opening week loss to Georgia. I I do wonder if the Pac twelve is gonna cannibalize itself because sneaking in there is Utah. Utah is really, I still think is really good, and so I would not be surprised if they all kind of knock each other out of the playoff conversation. But I think Oregon, I think Oregon and Utah might be the two best teams in the Pac twelve um f- number 5 i have tcu tcu i think if they go undefeated they're in like that's that's obvious i think the question is if they lose but still win the big 12 are will they get in with one loss and i, I think so i think they would edge out tennessee and the ohio state michigan loser i just because they have the conference championship they've had some good wins um, the, the tough thing is that all the Big 12 has also cannibalized itself. So, you know, if they beat Texas this week, Texas drops to six and four. So, how impressive is that really? Um, Oklahoma State has has fallen off a cliff. Kansas State lost again. So, they're, you know, they're six and three. So, it, it does make it a little tough for TCU to make the argument. But I, I think they would honor conference championship over, over Tennessee. But for now, I have TCU at five. I have Tennessee at four. There's no shame in, in going on the road and losing to Georgia. And I know that it looked more lopsided than the score. But I just, I think, you know, they didn't handle the crowd well. They got down early, and that, I think that made it tough. I think that game might have been a little different if it's in on a neutral site, but I'm not going to ding Tennessee too much. Uh, they, they ha- still have wins over LSU and Alabama. That's better than what most teams have. So I've got Ohio state at three real concerns about the running game. I, I, I'll say this though. If they can find a way to get to pre bye week, Ohio state, they're the most dangerous team in the country. They're the most dangerous team in the country if they get back to pre-bye week Ohio State. This version of them right now, they stink. Like they're they they've got to find their running game. They've got to get that back. But if they figure that out and they get back to what they were doing in the first 6 weeks of the season, I I think that oh, Georgia if if Georgia and Ohio State would match up, I think that would be a just phenomenal football game. Um, I also think if Ohio State gets it figured out, they they will beat Michigan by multiple scores if they get it figured out. Right now, I don't I don't have a lot of faith in that. Um, so that's why I have Ohio State number three. I I think they have a lot of soul searching to do the next couple weeks. Michigan, I have at number two. Michigan is right now steamrolling people in the run game. I am concerned about J.J. McCarthy. I thought he would be better than this. I think he's really – he's he's struggling in the pass game. I don't think the offensive coordinator knows quite what to do with the passing game, uh, especially in the red zone. And I think that's going to be tough. I think even against Ohio State that will be tough because as much as I'm concerned about Ohio State's run defense after this past week – they have been very I feel like they've been pretty good in the red zone. So at least much better than last year. And so if they can if they can hold Michigan to field goals, I think that gives them a much better chance in that game. So they've got to get that figured out. And they have a sneaky tough game with Illinois next week. And that's, you know. I I think a lot of people assume that Michigan will just beat the brakes off of Illinois. I would just say watch out because Brett Bielema is... He he is good at shocking people, right? Like, back when he was at Wisconsin, beat a number one-ranked Ohio... High-flying Ohio State team. Uh, He wants to win in a very similar fashion that... Jim Harbaugh wants to win. I'm not calling an upset. I'm just saying, watch out. Uh, so I've got Michigan number two, Georgia number one. Easy. Like, just easily the number one team. All right, that's. let me take a break, and then we're going to get to picks. Welcome back to the Big Ten Football Talk podcast. A couple of programming notes. I am hoping to record a couple of episodes before I go on vacation. Uh, one, I'm going to talk just about uh, the I want to address something that has been on my it's kind of a rant it's going to be a long rant about quarterbacks particularly Ohio State quarterbacks that I've been waiting to talk about and a lot of it has to do with Justin Fields and some of the stuff that was being criticized about C.J. Stroud last week I'm going to talk about that and I'm, I'm going to do a picks podcast for next week. I'm going to do it without without the knowledge of what happens this week. I'm going on vacation. I'm going on a cruise. So no one's going to be able to... Like, I'm not going to be able to record and post anything while I'm on the cruise. But I do want to give people something. So there's not going to be a recap on Monday. There's just going to be me ranting. So if you're like why is he not talking about what happened this past week that's why and i'll explain that on uh, on the on the pod from monday as well but that's that's what what's going to happen i will be back the following week but it'll probably drop tuesday and not monday because i will be back from vacation and i don't feel like i don't feel like recording a pod on sunday night so after after dealing with all that so You'll have to deal with me doing it, posting it later later on in the week. So, and then I will probably do, uh, as my tradition, I will probably do a a picks podcast, and then I'll do a separate podcast on the game because I'm a raging Ohio State fan, and I'm just going to embrace that. So you guys are just going to have to deal with me uh, being a homer for for one podcast, maybe two, because. I'm going to talk about CJ Stroud and Justin Fields next week. But anyway, speaking of Ohio State, they're the first game on the schedule. Indiana at number two Ohio State. Big noon kickoff on Fox. Gus Johnson, Joel Clatt, the best broadcast team in the country. Ohio State's a 40-point favorite. I I'm not sure. I, the, the only hesitation is is seeing how much they struggled in the run game last week. Matt Jones, their, their right guard, has been injured. But Indiana might be on their third string quarterback. I think Jack Tuttle came in last week. I'm not sure he's going to give it a go. And listen, I, I think this could get ugly quick. I think the weather is... Let me check the weather here, just to make sure. I I don't think the weather's going to be too bad for them, uh. Which is, I think the thing. Yeah, it's supposed to be Saturday. Uh, on Saturday, it's going to be it's going to be cold, but it's going to be sunny. It doesn't look like there's going to be wind, um. Like that, it looks like maybe ten to twelve mile an hour wind. So, not not great, but it's not 40, 50 mile an hour gusts. So it should be pretty good weather. Uh it'll be cold, but I would I would imagine it's going to be something like 55 to 7. I think Ohio State covers. I think Ryan Day is going to want them is is going to want to prove something on Saturday. I do think they'll get the running game go- they'll get the running game going a bit. Um but watch out Watch out for that right guard position or left guard. I forget which which side Matt Jones is on. But watch out for that side of the line. I just don't think the Hoosiers, with the quarterback situation, I think that's going to be really, really hard for them. And I think Ohio State probably going to get some turnovers. And it's going to get ugly quick. That's, that's my guess. Uh, so Ohio State wins big. They cover. I think probably the biggest game of the week is at 12 p.m., on ESPN2, biggest game in the Big Ten, Purdue at number 21, Illinois. How does Illinois respond with a loss that was, that was kind of unexpected? It's a, it's a six-and-a-half point line. I do think Illinois' defense has the capability of making life very, very hard for Aiden O'Connell. And outside of Charlie Jones, I just uh, Charlie Jones and Payne Durham are really, really, really good. But I think Illinois has the defense to to stifle them. I think Chase Brown again. I I think I think he'll be they'll be able to run the ball on this front. I thought Purdue defensively was better, but they you know they really you know they have struggled down the stretch. They struggled with Iowa last week. Um I think Tommy DeVito is is the unsung hero of this team. I just think Illinois is probably a bit too explosive and I I think Illinois defense is going to carry the day. I've got Illinois winning 27 to 17 at home and I think Illinois all but wraps up the West this week. Um I think I think BLM is too good of a coach to let this slip away. So I've got Illinois winning that matchup, Rutgers at Michigan State, twelve p.m. on the Big Ten Network. Michigan State's a nine and a half point favorite. This is a huge game in terms of bowl eligibility. Um, I think this is a gotta have a game for both teams. I think Michigan State is is. I think with Henderson and Slade coming back, I think that is enough to get Michigan State the W. w. It's at home. I think Rutgers will compete but ultimately i think michigan state i i think i would not be surprised if rutgers takes the lead at some point maybe even early in the second half because of some of the explosiveness they have with at. and uh ryan the wide receiver is you know he's got some talent crookshank has some speed on the outside ultimately i think michigan state is going to have too much on defense and having Cal Halliday and Henderson and, uh, Oh gosh, Slade. I, I think that's just gonna be too much. I think the Spartans get it done. I've got Michigan state winning 30 to 20. So Michigan state barely covers. Uh, and I, I think it's, I think Michigan state puts themselves in really good position to get, get to a bowl game. 330 on ABC Nebraska goes to number three Michigan Michigan is a 31 point favorite I think it's going to be worse than that I think Michigan wins uh 52 to to 17 I believe the quarterback for Nebraska is out which I think makes it just that much tougher and I just don't think they're going to be able to run the ball like I don't think Grant is going to be able to run the ball much um so I I just don't like I don't like uh Nebraska's chances here against uh I think a team that that wants to start fast after a few games of starting slow. Blake Corum has a big game, Donovan Edwards has a big game, and I think that defense will be nasty again. 3:30 p.m. on FS1. I think one of the well, actually, no, I'll say that one. 330 on Fox. Maryland at number 14, Penn State. Penn State's a 10-point favorite. Maryland is just an enigma to me because there are games where they assert themselves. You know, Ryan Hemby has been good this this year. 747 yards, seven touchdowns at running back. He's been really, really good. They have really good receivers. Tangavaioloa can be very effective as a as a quarterback. They're just so inconsistent. And while Penn State, they they lost one of their linemen for the year. Uh, not it's not uh, Fashanu. Uh, I think it's Fashanu, who's the the top ten pick, projected top ten pick. Uh, one of their interior linemen's out for the year. But even with that, I I just I think there's too much explosiveness. You know, a lot of people don't like Sean Clifford, but he's heady. They're at home. They're building momentum. I I think Penn State wins. I think that defense really steps up. I got Penn State winning 37 to 24 Uh, Penn State covers. Minnesota hosts Northwestern at 330 on the Big Ten Network. Minnesota is a 17 and a half point favorite. I think Mo Ibrahim runs all over Northwestern. I've got Minnesota winning 28 to 13. Uh, Northwestern doesn't cover or Northwestern uh, covers, not Minnesota, um, but it's still going to be a dominating win, I think. And then I think the second biggest game, especially if Illinois would lose, 3:30 on FS1, Wisconsin is at Iowa. Big game for both teams. They're both five and four, both three and three in the conference. And if Illinois slips up, it really could give either one of those teams an opportunity to, to work themselves into the Big Ten championship game. I Wisconsin's a one and a half point favorite. Wisconsin has a better offense. They have more pieces. But Graham Mertz is not good against quality defenses. Iowa's a quality defense. And while I don't think Spencer Petras is going to be great, I actually trust him more than I trust Graham Mertz right now. And so I'm, I'm going to pick Iowa. It's at home for Iowa. I think they're figuring some things out. And I, I trust Spencer Petrus against Wisconsin's defense more than I trust Graham Mertz against Iowa's defense. So I like Iowa to win 16 to 10. I think it's be low scoring. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more field goals than that. I, I was tempted to pick 16 to nine. Sixteen to 10. Iowa gets the dub. And they kind of get into that second uh, second place spot in the West. Um, and maybe giving them a, a shot to get to Indy. But that'll do it for the Big Ten Football Talk podcast. Again, be a, a different uh, difference of programming uh, in the following weeks, but make sure you keep it dialed in here. Send me an email, big10footballtalk at gmail.com. Again, I won't get to it in the next couple of weeks because I'll be on vacation. Uh, But feel free to to send me emails, to tweet at me. I I read the tweets. I respond. I'll give you shout-outs. Love the interaction. You guys are awesome. Take care. God bless.